treat me like I'm par with you. I'm, I'm no, you know, I shouldn't be treated any less or I'm, I'm not useless just because I'm a girl. It's not right. And I, and I hear so many stories about girls saying, oh, yeah, I, I used to do that years ago. Um, but it was it was full of guys and they were really intimidating or, oh, yeah, I used to get put down a lot or I faced a lot of harassment. I just, I just think it's such a shame. It's such a shame because we could do so well here. You're listening to Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries, a community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Blossman. Buckle up for the ride, Femcanics. Louise Baker is in the driver's seat today. In 2016, she went from stocking supermarket shelves to launching Womanic, motor mechanics with a feminine touch. She has been a featured guest in the UK on radio, TV, and magazines, all while running her shop. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, Femcanics. This is Jamie B. coming to you, and I have Louise Baker in the driver's seat today, all the way from the UK. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing very well. Hopefully, uh, amongst all this craziness, we can find some uh, positive information and stories. So thanks for taking the time to sit down and share your story with the Femcanic community. No problem at all. What I like to do is kind of introduce you to the audience. I always do a pre-recorded bio, so they have an idea of who you are and what you're about. But I think let's start in the beginning. And what was that light bulb moment where you were like, yes, I, I think I want to go into the automotive industry? <laughs> in all honesty, I've always been in the trade. In some way or another, I've been in retail or sales or I've always you know, had my foot in the door. Um, but I came out of it a few years ago and I went into retail management <laughs> um, and worked for a quite a large uh, supermarket. And I was quite high up there and I was doing really well. Uh, and then I fell pregnant with my uh, daughter, Ava, who is now five. And then I stepped down as manager because I wanted an easier life and obviously to be a mom and stay at home a little bit more and not have so much stress. Um, so I stepped down and I was a normal shop filler. And then one day I just thought, Oh my gosh, I hate this. I am so mind-numbingly bored. And I just thought, what can I do? You know, I, I need to work for myself, really. You know, cars is all I know. So why not just put the two together, my hobby, into a business? And then I fell asleep that night and I dreamt the name Warmanic and the rest is history. That is awesome. Now, <laughs> 2016 is when you kicked it off officially. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, October. What what was kind of your vision? Like that kind of led you up to you've always dabbled in it. And what what was that draw to, hey, you know, I'm going to do my own business. Do you know, I think um I've I've always worked for people um and it, it, and I've had so many jobs. I've had more jobs than I've had cups of tea, I think. I've had a lot of jobs and I've always either walked out or fell out with someone or <laughs> thought I could do it better and I just thought Now's the time, you know, my inspiration obviously is my daughter and I just, I just want to make a better future for her and know that, you know, no matter what you do, you can just, you just crack on and get it done and be whatever you want to be. Not only that, you ended up on the UK's version of Shark Tank. 
Now here we call it Shark Tank, but I believe there it's Dragon's Den. Is that right? For um, the automotive industry. Okay, so I wasn't on Dragon's Den. It was called Dealer's Den. Dealer's um, Den. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Uh, Dealer's Den is, um, it was uh, a show uh, a show called CDX, uh, which was in Farnborough last year. You had uh, three or four different people all showcasing a, an idea to some of the biggest names in the motor trade. In fairness, it's exactly the same as Shark Tank or Dragon's Den or whatever, um, but it was for the motor trade. So I swung out my heels to wheels plan. Um, and my heels to wheels plan is basically to teach um, women and ladies basic car maintenance, um, which has gone really well for me. In all honesty, I'm, I'm doing really well with it. But I pitched the idea to these four, you know, motor gurus, um, billionaires, or whatever, and uh, they loved the idea. And I got three out of the four votes, and I actually won the uh, I won the expo, which I was well chuffed. So I got a year's free. Advertising, marketing, and PR with uh, Black Ball Media. Wow, what an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Oh, I couldn't believe I won it when you're sitting there and they, and they all vote for your idea. I was, I was blown away. I mean, because people were there and uh, other people were showcasing like little fobs and they had like electronic gadgets or inventions, you know, obviously all to do with the motor trade. Um, and then so that mine was just a bug standard idea i mean i had a, a, a an a-frame with a, a picture board i'd made the night before and i literally just winged the entire thing i had no idea what i was saying but i had a i've got a passion for what i do and a drive for what i want to do and i know what i want to achieve and obviously they all bought into it and saw it and just thought wow this is wicked let's vote <laughs> that is so cool so you're on there they vote for you then what happened because wait, what year was that that was last year that was yeah that was last year that was just last in 2019 that's right yeah wow so was it like at the beginning of the year or uh it's the middle of the year it's in the summer so basically it's, it's a it was a, it's a massive show and so you've got you've got everyone from the motor trade goes there so i'm on it's just little old me with my little board and i'm on the stage and i'm not only am i in front of these you know, these multimillionaires who are judging me for my idea, but I've got everyone, everyone who's attended that show is watching me. So they're, they're either sitting down on chairs in the audience or they're standing there watching me pitch my idea. It was nerve wracking. <laughs> Did anyone record the presentation? Oh, yeah, my cousin. My, I took my cousin with me um, and he's recorded it. Wow. Do you, do you have that up on your website or anything? <laughs> no, because I was really embarrassed because when I went onto the stage, I was like, they introduce you. And I went out there and I got my board. <laughs> I put the board onto the A-frame. And, you know, I was that nervous that I dropped it. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I'm not putting out. That so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I tell you what, Louise, that's, that's the power in it, though. Because if you think about it, like social media and stuff shows all the polished stuff. People add True. filters and do all these yeah. things. And the, the very thing about Femcanic Garage is showing women, hey – we all mess up and it's okay. The The biggest thing that we can do for other women is to keep showing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I could, I, do you know what? Um, the thing is I'm that busy with the womanic side um, that I like heels to wheels is like my little side project. like my little, uh, just like a little spin off idea, but I'm, cause I'm so busy with womanic. It's really hard to, get my you know get stuck into the the heels to wheels and with my um social media because i mean i do all that myself i don't have anyone to do it for me so it's having all these different 
I've got all my fingers in all these different pots and it's just having the time to get around to everything, if I'm honest. <laughs> completely understand that, girl. Let me step back a little bit. Can you explain the difference to the audience between Womanic and Heels to Wheels? Okay, yeah, so Womanic Limited is my company, which is how I've started, and I basically do car MOTs, repairs, and general maintenance to anybody's vehicles, and I offer free collection and free delivery, and I am the person from the start to the finish um, of sorting out your car. Um, And then uh, Heels to Wheels I brought out about two years later, Um, and Heels to Wheels is teaching ladies, girls, women, basic car maintenance so they have that knowledge and that strength to know that they can you know, give it a go on their own and don't have to rely on some guy. Now, which idea did you pitch to dealers then? Uh, Heels to Wheels is what I pitched to dealers then because uh, Womanic is uh, Womanic is very self-sufficient. Um, I don't advertise, I don't market. I, it floats along really nice. Um, you know, it's, it's a really good business. It, it just it stays where it needs to be. Um, I don't really need to do anything with that. Uh, whereas Heels to Wheels needed much more uh, more of a kick and more of a bit of marketing and people to believe in it a bit more and I can get them on board. And it, see, with Heels to Wheels, it could go nationwide. Um, whereas Womanic, me just being on my own, that couldn't go nationwide. So I had to flip which idea I thought would work the best and obviously Heels to Wheels won, sir. So Heels to Wheels is what was pitched in Dealer's Den. That's correct, yeah. The, the idea of that is for it to scale. Absolutely. Are you open to the idea of talking a little bit about what it, some of the nitty gritties about what it's like being the one woman show and a business owner? Yeah, sure. I mean, the thing is with being a, a one man band is you can get too big. Um, so, I mean, for me, I've literally started from word of mouth. So since I'm from a very young age, um, People have always said to me, you should run your own business, you should do this full time. But I never really had the confidence to do it or the motivation, I suppose, because I was just too busy enjoying life. And then since my daughter, obviously, that gave me the motivation to make to better myself. Um, yeah, and like I say, at the minute, because I do local collection and delivery, that's my niche. Um, not many places do that. Um, so I have a lot of uh, nurses and teachers, people that are at work, and I can go ahead and pick their car up before they hit work and then repair it before they finish work. You know, people love that sort of thing. But obviously, I can, I'm restricted to how many cars I can do in a day because obviously travel time takes time out of my day. You know, there's, there's just little things like that. But I would love to franchise it out and to build a, a franchise and I can get other women around the country to buy into the idea and you know, they, they could open, uh, you know, part of the Womanic franchise and that's, but it's having the money to do it. You need financial backing, really. And I'm lacking money. <laughs> that That's the challenge for any small business owner growing, right? Absolutely. You are a mother. Yep. Your daughter inspired you. Yep. Let's talk a little bit what it's like about being an entrepreneur, running your own business and being a mother. What is that like? What are the biggest challenges that you've faced? The biggest challenges I've faced being an entrepreneur and a mother. Do you know, I, it worked really well. <laughs> I think I'd find more of a challenge if I was working for somebody else. Do you know, I love it. I, I love the fact that I can take her to school. Um, I love the fact I can pick her up from school. Um, I'm always there to give her a bath, put her to bed. I can read to her. I've, I've got so much flexibility working for myself. You know, if I want to take her for a day out, I can just not book any jobs for that day and I can take her out for the day. Um, it's the same with like uh, play, school plays, Easter bonnet parades, um, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. I can, I've can, i got that flexibility. So challenge-wise, 
there isn't any <laughs> the fact that she loves to give me a hand as well I you know I've count numerous times where I've I've took her with me on, on different uh jobs and stuff like that it's been brilliant what so what has she said about mom being a mechanic did she say anything she loves it yeah she 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 drew a picture of me um well not of me she did a um, uh, parents evening and I was looking through her school book so you got a maths book or English book and I was just sifting through and uh she drew a picture of a car and uh her under a car and he says uh, when I grow up I want to be a mechanic and I was blown away I was so happy <laughs> oh wow talk about a proud mama moment absolutely I was wow I was so chuffed I was absolutely over the moon it's just the fact that not even the fact that she wants to be a mechanic the fact that she doesn't see that as you know, something that she couldn't do. The fact that she, you know, you know, sky's the limit. She, she can be anything she wants to be. That's that is so inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I hope I do inspire her. <laughs> that uh, well, obviously, I mean, just that picture alone, she sees. <laughs> and and I always tell people, more is caught than taught. Um, she's she's catching what you're doing, which speaks volumes. That is just so inspiring. Yeah, I'm curious. You're have you ever gotten any negative feedback or any backlash? Because I mean, just listening to your story about your daughter just drawing that picture. I mean, if you think about it, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, it is not nearly as accepted as what it is now of just women or common, I should say, of women being in the automotive industry and mechanics and fill in the blank of roles. So you know when I mean when I was at um, it's an auto store called uh, Fletcher's, and I was 19 when I got the job there. And I was basically it was like a car, a car store, a little bit like the one in Fast and the Furious, where you could buy alloy wheels and suspension upgrades and bits for your car. And um, I worked there on on the desk, and I used to get so many guys come in and say, "Oh, can I speak to someone about alloy wheels, please?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you can talk to me." Oh no, 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 there must be a guy here I can talk to, and I'd be like, "What?" But then. The guys, the people I worked with were just so supportive. I remember my supervisor going over to him and saying, can I help you? And the guy was like, yeah, 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 I want to speak to you about Alloy Wheels. And then my manager would be like, yeah, you can speak to Louise. She's our specialist. I'm like, yes. <laughs> just, I mean, for me, I've been very, very lucky with support I've had. Any any guy or anyone I've ever worked with has always been really supportive about what I do. Um, so for me, I am very lucky like that. But I mean, as the time has gone by, um, as doing this myself, I mean, I've had, recently I've had an experience with um, somebody quite high up um, and very important. Um, he uh, was, I think I, I faced a little bit of, uh, um, I wouldn't say sexual harassment, but he was very misogynistic and just damn right rude and I was just I was thinking if I was a 17 18 19 year old girl and I had to work with someone like you or I had to be in the same room with someone like you I can completely understand why some girls either fall out of this trade or they decide they don't want to do it or they get upset with it just thinking that there's people like that still around it it really frustrates me really bad (laughs) I so agree with you and and that's a great call out where our younger selves and how we, we look back and how we may have handled it if we were at 17, 18, 19 years old compared to now, now that you, we have some life experience under us. It, it You're right. It is very different. Would you mind sharing what he actually said? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I was 
I'm basically training in um, MOTs at the minute. So I'm trying to get signed off. Um, I had to come up against someone who was teaching me, um, like, you know, what to what to look for and, you know, how, I, how I'll get through the assessment. Um, same things like about my butt, how fat my ass is, uh, making sexual innuendos, um, making – I mean, the first thing he says to me when he met me was, oh, you're definitely not going to pass, you're going to be shit. In quotes, that's exactly what he said. I don't know whether to take that because I was a girl, or you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure. But the the simple fact that, that straight away he put me down for me being like I'm 40 next year, I was extremely angry. And if it wasn't a favour that someone was doing for me through a friend, I probably would have either smacked him on the nose <laughs> um, or stormed out. But I would have totally supported you with that. <laughs> But I, I really had to bite my tongue, which put me in a really awkward situation for about a week because I, I just felt like that I wasn't being true to myself because that's not the way I would have handled, um, you know, the, the situation. And all, all I kept, I was so upset. I was upset for the fact that I can't believe people still have to put up with that. Yeah. If you could go back to that situation, would you have done anything differently? Um. So I've met him since that. Um. I, I spoke to the person that put me through to that person um and I told him that I wasn't happy with the way that he came across and the way that he you know he you know he tried to teach his way um I said he was very old-fashioned outdated a little bit of a dinosaur and if he comes across like that again I will actually I'm going to say something and it's not going to be nice or I'm going to give him just as good as he got and I come into contact with him a few weeks ago and um oh yeah I definitely gave as good as I got (laughs) And I think he was a bit taken back and he actually wasn't as cocky, which I found very amusing. <laughs> so what did you end up saying to him? So I'm assuming when you when you came in contact with him again that he kind of was acting very misogynist still. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, what made me laugh was he even stood there and says, well, most people would describe me as a cocky, misogynistic uh, asshole." Um, excuse my language, but that's exactly what he said. And I and and I said, and that's his goal yeah, is to be exactly what that's exactly what I said. And I says, "Well, you took the words right out of my mouth because that's exactly what I was about to say." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he he just walked away. I thought, "Oh my god, you can't even you're not even good for an argument." The fact that I'm standing here, I'm ready for a I'm ready for a toe to toe here. I'm, we're we're going to go for it. But he just walked away. I thought, "Wow, that that to me." Now I'm happy that I've got the upper hand and I'm actually, I feel stronger than you now. The fact that you just walk and walk away. <laughs> wow. I, I just, I, I wish I could say I was surprised. And, and <laughs> I always remind people because there's almost this negative connotation a, around feminism and that women empowerment equals male disempowerment. And mm-hmm. it could not be further from the truth. This is just about respect. Respect, absolutely. That is all it's about is respect. I mean, I do not. My dad has taught me everything that I know. I, I couldn't respect him anymore, and I have so much support um, from local garages. And I've just there's so many contacts in the industry that are male. I can't put them down at all because they've helped me get to where I am today. But you know, treat me like I'm I'm one of the guys. You know, I'm on par with you. I'm I'm no. You know, I shouldn't be treated any less or I'm, you know, I'm not used to this just because I'm a girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Wow. It's interesting hearing these stories. And I go back to your comment around, you know, it's no wonder that, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, early 20 women drop out of this industry. Because if they're faced with that at that age, at least if we think back when we were that age, would probably just walk away from it because you, in a way, you kind of feel powerless. Absolutely, yeah. You, th- you, th- especially someone who's, you know, if it's an older guy, an older guy as well. You just, you know, how do you go against someone like that? You know, it's just, it's not right. And I, and I hear so many stories about girls saying, "Oh yeah, I, I used to do that years ago," um, but it was it was full of guys and they were really intimidating. Or, oh yeah, I used to get put down a lot, or I faced a lot of harassment. I just. I just think it's such a shame. It's such a shame because we could do so well here. It's just it's a shame. It's just still full of dinosaurs. Yeah, it's it's the old way of thinking. And and what's tough is you may have six men that are very supportive and very helpful, and there's the one, just one misogynist asshole. He yep. called himself out, right? Yes. That can push tons of women out of this industry. In in. And I always try to pull this together because I have men that listen to this podcast as well, is that if you are a man in a shop and you are witnessing this, if you stand there and say nothing and call the miso- and don't call out the misogynist asshole, you are just as bad. I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds brash, but it's true. It, it's a form of bullying is what it is. In Absolutely. It, sitting there and saying nothing and being invisible when you see something like that happen, you're just as bad. Yeah. You, you're you're enabling it is what you're doing. Exactly. Or you're egging them on. It's when you get a group, you know, a group of guys together as well. <laughs> you know, they think they can knock off each other and, you know, bounce around. You know, they just, they think they're stronger in a pack. You know, I've, I've had that before as well, but it, it, it is very rare. It's, it's very rare. And, but, and as they grow up, I, I like to think that they get better. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, you have a five-year-old daughter. I have a 12-year-old daughter. And this is the recommendation that I'd have to any man. Would you want someone speaking to and treating your daughter that way? Exactly. Exactly right. That's exactly what I feel. To me, it's that simple. Yeah. Or maybe it's your niece. My brother doesn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. But I I feel very confident that my brother would not allow anyone to speak to my daughter that way. No, not at all. I completely agree. You know, so kudos to you, Louise, for for doing your part to help create a world that leaves all possibilities open to your daughter. That's what this is about. That's a beautiful thing. Just to teach her to be, if I can just teach her to be strong and to hold her own, you know, that that's good enough for me. Just to know who she is and just believe in what she wants to do, and that's 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 the goal, really. Yes, you are, you and I are kindred souls on that, my friend, and I totally agree with you. Wow. So what is next for you? Um, do you know, I fell into that trap now where I'm in a situation where I'm plodding along with everything. So at the minute, I mean, oh, last year, last year was massive for me. I was all over the TV. I was on the radio. I was in newspapers, magazines. I was asked to do countless shows. It, you know, it, the media just blew up all around me. It was crazy. Um, and then it died off a little bit. And now what's happened is I'm so busy with doing womanic that I'm literally just working on cars and and so for me to even think about my next step 
I'm just, I've not even had any chance to think about it yet. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good problem to have. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, uh, but as, I, as I'm getting older, I mean, I've, I've took on an apprentice now um, and I chose my decision to pick a male apprentice um, just to sh- not have that boundary up where I didn't want to, obviously I'm, I'm a strong independent woman and I'm trying to break down barriers, um, et cetera. But I think it, I felt it necessary to have uh, a lad on board just to show that I'm not, I'm not sexist. That's not, that's not the, the message I'm trying to portray. I'm try, trying to treat us all as, as an equal. Um, so yeah, I've got my apprentice Carl with me um, now who started in October and hopefully he'll go on to pass his level two and hopefully his level three um, and stay with me for the foreseeable future. Well, congratulations for getting help because that's, that's the biggest thing in talking to other entrepreneurs is making that jump to get help because we try to take it all on ourselves and it is a lot absolutely i think it's a, it's a trust issue as well i mean well, i mean well manic i've literally built it up from nothing i have 500 pound in my pocket and i've literally started from that and worked my way where i am today um and it's my it's my baby you know i, I treat it like it's another daughter i guess <laughs> it's it's my pride and joy i've you know i've put so much blood sweat and tears into it it's, it's you know it's, it's the one thing that i you know i, I really love but yeah, having to trust someone you know with your brand and with your customers you know it's it's oh it's hard it's really hard i agree i so agree i'm i'm in uh there's some projects where i've used upwork and i've loaded some smaller projects into and i'm exploring and researching the idea of a virtual assistant and the idea of like giving them access to something (laughs) you hit the nail on the head it's it's a trust thing right absolutely yeah even having someone help you with social media that's like to me the ultimate trust exercise because that's your brand absolutely i think i mean also it's having i mean because my mom my mom helps me a lot um with my uh you know my bookkeeping and you know all my my records and stuff um because she's quite close to me, I feel like I've still got that that control. So I'm still kind of doing it myself. But Mum does lock me admin. <laughs> um, and Kyle, and the thing I like about my apprentice Kyle is that he he did not have a clue about cars. <laughs> he really didn't know anything. And I, and I love the fact that you can watch them evolve. Um, and I'm teaching him my way of doing things. So it's not like he can come in and be bullshit and try and change everything. And this is the best way of doing it. I can teach him the way that I would like to do it and the way that I would like to have it run. And hopefully he'll, you know, he'll follow, he'll follow suit. And, you know, I feel like I've got that little bit of, that little bit of control still. That's great advice, Louise. And and to be honest, I haven't really thought about that because I think initially, uh, especially if you come from corporate America, you think I want to get the most qualified person with the most experience within my budget, so on and so forth. But what you just described is a magical thing. And, and I, I, I so agree with you. There's a magic around bringing someone in that maybe doesn't know anything about it, but they believe in your vision and you and developing them into it's like clay. You have the opportunity to Absolutely. mold them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, no, it, it's, it's brilliant. I just I, I like to watch them evolve. It's like I suppose if a, a painter or a decorator gets a blank canvas or you know a rundown building and they turn it into a great big beautiful mansion <laughs> it just it gives me that 
I love the fact that he's he's come so far from uh, October last year. He's like a completely different kid, and he's he's so switched on. And, and it, I'm trying to push on my passion as well to him. So you know, if he can love and enjoy what he does, and, and he's passionate about it, he everything else will just come naturally. You know, if you, if you love what you do, it just it comes. It's easy. It's easy. It's not a chore. Yes. Yes. And and I imagine part of the, his evolution is watching his confidence grow too. Oh, absolutely! And I, I mean the fact that you know now I leave him, I leave him servicing, and I mean I used to start checking checking everything he was doing originally, but now I, I'm that confident in him that I can just with servicing absolutely I can leave him to his own his own accord, and I'm, I'm and but he likes that I'm confident in him to allow him to do that on his own as well. I mean he's getting all his grades, his certificates, you know he's doing really well. Yeah, I'm well, I'm well chuffed. <laughs> that, that's outstanding. Well, Luis, I think we may be ready to launch into the red line round. What the red line round is, is it's five rapid fire questions. There's no right or wrong answer to it. Whatever pops into your head is the right answer. Okay, go for it. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Who or what has been your inspiration throughout your journey in the industry? Oh, throughout my journey, I'd say my dad. Absolutely, my dad. And what is dad's name? Oh, my dad's name's Ken. He's uh, he's over 70. He still helps me in the garage now, but he t- <laughs> he's taught me everything I know from the age of like 15. And apparently, even when I was younger, like six, seven years old, I used to go out with him and fix cars and play with motorbikes and stuff. So <laughs> my dad my dad has taught me and led me in direction. And he's, I, he's not scared. He's a plumber. And he's always taught me not to be afraid of getting my hands dirty. Well, hello, Ken. It's a pleasure to meet you, and you've done a hell of a job raising your daughter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Luis, where do you go or what resources do you use when you want to learn something new or you get stuck on a job? Uh, again, I'll ask my dad if I get stuck. Um, he's, he's, he knows a way around everything, even if I've, I've not got enough strength or I just, I'm tired or I'm hungry or I've thought about it too much and I've overthought it. I'll just go to my dad and he'll, he'll give me He'll give me a clear guide. Um, if not, I have, there's another garage that I can use who's really great. Um, and they give me a lot of guidance. Or YouTube, you know, the, the, the web is, you know, there's so much knowledge on the web. If ever you're stuck or you're confused, you can always Google it. <laughs> that, that is so true. And it's refreshing that you said your dad first. Most people say YouTube. <laughs> oh, no, no, my dad. It's... Luis, what excites you most about what you do? What excites me most about what I do is my, I keep my customers happy. You know, my favorite thing at the end of the day is seeing feedback. Um, I love seeing my reviews um, and getting feedback from my customers. That's my favorite thing. Um, and, and you know what? If ever you're feeling down or you've had a really crap day or something's not done to plan, I just read my reviews and it just gives me a bit, it just gives me a boost. It's just, I, I love that. I understand what you're saying. What is a personal habit or practice that has helped you significantly in the industry when you feel stuck or discouraged? A personal habit. A personal habit when I've been discouraged. <laughs> um, I would say, just, you know what, step back, take a breath, have a cup of tea, think about your next step. That's, 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 I always do. I have to have a cup of tea and I have to think about what I'm doing. Yeah, just take a breath. Don't overthink something. Okay, I have to ask what kind of tea? It's got to be a cup of PG, a little bit of milk, and a half a sugar just to take the edge off. <laughs> the the Louise way to tea. I love it. <laughs> 
what is your parting advice for other femcanics finding their way in the skilled trades industry? Uh, my parting advice is to, you know, knowledge is power. If you can take anything, any, any, any sort of advice you can take from someone, whether it's good or bad, just absorb it, take it in, process it, and put it into how you think you should deliver something. I mean, for me, I've had good advice, I've had bad advice, and I just, I listen to everything, even um, courses. If you get offered a course, take it. Even if it's not relevant to what you want to do, take it. Knowledge is power. The more knowledge you have, the more powerful you are, the more confident you are, and the more people will believe in you. So just take it, take it, take it all. <laughs> take it all. That's what I'm talking yep. about. Where and how can people connect with you? Uh, you can connect with me on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can text me. You can WhatsApp me, email me. You name it. I don't care. Everyone, I get people phoning me from all sorts of places. I do school talks and all sorts. I have young children, uh, like um, 16, 15, 16-year-olds 16 who uh, want career guidance and stuff. You know, anyone can email me. I'll always reply. Perfect. And what is your um, handle name? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Womanic Lou. Uh, Facebook is just Womanic Limited. Um, and then email is info at womanic.co.uk. Louise, thank you so much for being in the driver's seat today. I love talking to my peeps over in the UK. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. And after me, come on, it's been awesome. Hi, I'm Louise Baker. My company is Womanic Limited, and I'm a femcanic. Brandy Goff is in the driver's seat next. She comes from a long line of mechanics and car enthusiasts, and she is no exception. She shares how she has handled sexual harassment, physical and mental anguish, and work accidents. Even with these challenges, she had this to say, I absolutely love what I do, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Join me next week for this powerful interview. Until next time, Femcanics. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website, femcanicgarage.com, for swag and the transcribes for each episode. If you want to help grow this community, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a Femcanic?